What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Herd Underground Podcast. I'm your host, Steph. This week, I interviewed Canadian-based band Beyond the Sun. While they were in America prior to the pandemic, they have been home in Canada, still writing, and we talk all about the process of Zoom writing and how it's different than in-person writing and what they prefer and what their plans are when the pandemic is finally over. It was a great interview. We talk a lot about Boston since we had that in common. We both went to college up in Boston. And we, of course, we talk about concerts and we talk about their new release, 8 p.m. It was a great conversation, so I hope you enjoy my interview with Beyond the Sun. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. Good roll. Steelers fans? Just me. Just me. (laughs) Just you. (laughs) How come? Uh, Well, being in Canada, you kind of just get to pick your team. Okay. Like, because we have the CFL here. So um, when I first, I'm like Canada, big hockey fans, but the first player that I liked was Sidney Crosby for Pittsburgh. Okay. So when when I cheered for him, I was like, oh, I want to get into football. And then I started cheering for the Steelers. Okay. All right. And do the other two, you guys don't watch football? Oh, uh, Bears. I'm, yeah, I'm a Bears. I'm a, yeah, I'm a Bears fan. Uh, Dalton doesn't watch football. You don't watch football. All right. Well, you know. Um, I'm a Giants fan, so there's that. <laughs> okay. There you go. Now you got to see two victories in your lifetime, two Super Bowls. I have. I have. Um, they were really great times, and it's been downhill ever since. So... <laughs> <laughs> now you have Joe Judge to deal with. Good luck. <laughs> I kind of like him. Like, yeah? I think he's a great coach. He's, like, way better than the last two. Yeah, yeah. well, and Dave Gettleman's a character. I don't know. The he whole – that whole organization's wild. Gettleman's got to go. But, like, Joe Judge can stay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's funny. Um, I'm Steph. It's nice to meet you. It's nice, nice to meet you. you. I'm um, Dalton. I'm Colin. Perfect. I was going to say, why don't you introduce yourselves and your roles in the band? Yep. So, yeah, uh, I am Dalton. I am the middle brother. And I am the drummer. Okay. Uh, I'm Phil. I'm the oldest, and I am the guitar player. Colin, the youngest, and I sing. Okay. So you guys are from Canada, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are just you... outside of Toronto. Are you still in Canada? Yeah, we've yeah. been here since lockdown, like since March 2020. Since the pandemic was started. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. were in Nashville when it hit, okay. and uh, our government was like, "If you're abroad, come home," and we came home and they haven't opened the border since we have not been back yet so oh my god <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. yeah wow that's pretty crazy um so what is like the music scene in canada like it's, um, i think it's i like, think it's getting bigger in the last like five yeah five maybe years. five eight years yeah. it's gotten a lot obviously bigger with like drink right. changed like toronto obviously right so he was kind of what really kind of started that whole Canada Canada's always had like one or two huge breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. Shania Twain, Nickelback, Bieber. But then Drake really started kind of an actual movement where then the weekend comes out of Scarborough, uh, Alicia Cara comes out of Brampton, Sean Mendez comes out of Pickering, and all of a sudden there's this real momentum stars in. And then in the band circuit, I mean, really, there's there's a band called Kells who are really Canadian well known. Mm -hmm. They're they're massive here. Um, and then bands that are kind of branching out and, and becoming more well-known in the other places is a band like Valley. Like, uh, right. they've kind of made that, that charge in, in that sense. I would say in the last, like, five five years, like, the alt scene has really started to take off now, at least in Toronto. Yeah. 
That's pretty cool. And, and country music is also really big here. Country music's huge in, uh, in Canada. Wait, why? <laughs> Canada has like so out west is kind of like our version of Texas. Okay. They're huge country yeah. fans. That's kind of the bread and they butter. They have like a huge stampede every year. Yeah. It's like a huge deal. Oh, yeah. Okay. But and then and then in our area, we're like a little bit. It's it's becoming way bigger now. But we were in a farm town. Like we grew up in a farm town, okay. and then so in our area, you have to have the kids who who listen to the you know the popular music, whatever that may be at the time, the top forty. But then you also have these kids who just grew up on country music. That's fascinating. Um, I would not expect Canada to be like a collective area for sure. Yeah, yeah. apparently. Um, so you're all brothers. Did were your parents like musical, or like you just kind of all decided to go into music? Parents were just music fans. They okay. were. Um, our dad's music was always being played yeah. in the house, but just on the radio, not, yeah. not by them. Our dad's grandfather was like the musician in the family. Yeah. He was. Uh, he played in like the big bands, like okay. Duke Ellington. Yeah, he played. Oh, wow. He was a drummer. Mm-hmm. And then it skipped his uh, daughter, and then skipped our dad, and then I guess it all us. Yeah, yeah, three of us got it in a landslide. Yeah, that's awesome. I kind of love that. Um, so when did you start to like actually make a band of just the three of you? Yeah, well, Beyond the Sun, Beyond the Sun became the band in mm-hmm. two thousand five. Okay. Uh, oh wow. But we were in a band, the three of us, with a different lead singer even before that. Okay. which was 2003, 2003 and we were Canada's youngest rock band at the time and we did like 200 shows in two years and oh my God. we were a real like, novelty act because we were these young kids this was before YouTube Facebook <laughs> okay. and that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah like it, think of 12 and 13 year olds that was the oldest members of the band which mm-hmm. was me and the lead singer we were 12 and 13 uh, Dalton was nine, nine and seven. ten and Colin was seven and eight okay those two years and uh so you see a seven-year-old up there playing sweet home alabama hmm. people they can't believe what they're seeing and when it actually sounds like the song it's like mind-blowing yeah so we didn't even really understand at the time looking back now it's like i wish we were playing the festivals we were playing then mm-hmm. still to day. and then you have me and the lead singer we both go to high school and that kind of ends the band and we were like well we still want to be a band and the whole time we were in that band, Colin wanted to be the lead singer anyways, but he was seven. Was so he was way too young to be the lead singer. <laughs> and uh, so in 2005, when, when Hidden Echo kind of disbanded and the three of us were like, we're still going to do this. We were like, okay, Colin will be the lead singer. And then that Beyond the Sun kind of went through its transformation of figuring out where we were. And then in a, I'd say 2013, Beyond the Sun we really started to understand who we were, our identity, what the songs were we wanted to make. And that was with the little uh, Kingdom EP that we released. And then from that point on, I think we really just continued to grow into who we are. That's awesome. So where did the name come from? Like Beyond the Sun? Well, this is what happens when a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old decide to pick a band name. And it's like, we didn't even really think about it. We had we had the band name Hidden Echo. We liked that it was this mystery sort of thing that you can't see and we thought oh well we got to keep that theme up since yeah we never thought we would if you told us back then in 2021 you'd still be called beyond the sun yeah, <laughs> we said, we said no. never would have happened and uh so dalton had this sun logo we thought great there's our logo Dalton drew the sun it was so very it. Yeah, it was very a song we liked also um, yeah that had the name like the song name was beyond the sun mm-hmm. yeah and that was pretty much like 
we love something we want something with the sun that plays off the hidden thing let's just go with that yeah That's and then awesome. like 10 years later yeah, whatever it is you are. 16 years later we're still beyond the sun i love it that's awesome um yeah. so on your website it says that you describe your music as if your ipad is on shuffle um what exactly do you mean by that yeah so we we grew up always constantly being told like our music was a little too much of this or not enough this okay. if we put a song we thought was a pop song and especially it was always when we went to radio yeah it's, it's not poppy enough it's, not, it's too it's too all or it's it's it sounds country or this and that so in 2016 we we locked ourselves away in the in the dalton's studio and, and we were like okay let's just write anything. we're gonna write whatever we want okay. because the year prior we did one song in like 15 months we were trying to That's be this really like we we're trying to be something we weren't and and it obviously stifled all creativity yeah we, we wrote one song that whole year so then the next year february 2016 we were like doesn't matter if it's even going to be a beyond the sun song doesn't matter who it's for let's just write a bunch of stuff that we love and then we'll figure it out and as we did that process it just like took a weight off our shoulders the songs flew out we wrote like 13 songs in 10 days oh, wow. and uh they kind of ranged of all the stuff that we grew up listening to. Like I was saying, well, like we, like we said, uh, how we're like, where we live, how you kind of listen to different things. Mm -hmm. We grew up listening to Van Halen to like create a nickel pack to then follow boy. Follow boy. Yeah. And then right. you get older and then you follow boy, my chemical romance to Gavin DeGraw. Right. And then, and then like when country started getting more like that, we FGL in their heyday. And, yeah. right. and then uh, Billy Brian heard and Billy yeah. Carrington and, you kind of get all these influences and our one of our like main inspirations is Bruce Springsteen and, and over his career he's been able to have such a, a change in sound and then the band that we kind of hold at the highest regard is Coldplay and so you okay. kind of take all that and mix it together and we were like and he's going to say this just sounds like I was like this sounds like an iPod like a playlist it sounds, it sounds like, like shuffle yeah and that, that kind of led us to kind of go down that that path of like okay it still sounds like us. It's still mm -hmm. our stories. It's still us writing. We just kind of let the song dictate the production of if this one's a little more country or if this one's a little more rock or if this one's a little more pop or alt. And then we put it out as a two-part album, Shuffle Part 1 and Shuffle Part 2. And that was kind of the intro into like our versatility and how expansive our sound can be. Mm -hmm. And then we get to have fun and really drill down into areas that we say are our sweet spots and, yeah. and areas that we love playing live the most and areas that we love recording the most and exploring that side of songwriting has been in the, the most liberating and free. So do you all write your songs together or kind of one of you take the reins? No, it was like for the most part, it's always the three of us that are involved. Okay. Um, and then last year we started doing some co-writes because before it would just be the three of it us. It was always yeah. just us. And then, uh, it just like, right right before the pandemic we were on a writing trip in nashville oh, and that really? was like our first real foray into co-writes and bringing in other writers and that also completely opened up different yeah, avenues of our sound and, and having these having them talented. put their their kind of spin on things because they obviously have what they're great at and right. then when it kind of paired with us it was something kind of new that we haven't done on our own before yeah and then when the pandemic happened we were able to transition that into zoom rights and then our zoom rights got even bigger and bigger and that led to the first single that we released this year after shuffle part two which was a song called later in life and that was the one we did with 
uh, Robin Cara Valley, and then our buddy Hank Compton from Nashville. We had all six of us on a Zoom right, oh, and wow. none of us had had a Zoom right that big, and and that was a real like accumulation of like our three, our our biggest strength, Valley's biggest strength, Hank's biggest strength, and then it kind of came all out in the song later in life, and that has been another avenue of us expanding kind of and testing our sound and, mm-hmm. and pushing this. Cause that one doesn't really thing. sound like anything else. Yeah. Yeah. We're putting out. yeah. That one was kind of in its own thing. Yeah. That's so cool. Do you like zoom writing or do you think it's hard? It's better in person for yeah. sure. Yeah. There's, there's like a lot of energy. I would say we haven't had like a bad zoom write, which is awesome. Okay. Like, yeah. And it's still, and it still feels like that you know the person like you like that is, I yeah because there's a few people like hank we've done i think like three or three four writes with them, them and yeah. we've never met him in person i feel like i've known no, him when we finally do years. meet him in person yeah. i feel like you know we've known each other for a long time right but like there's odd times when you're writing with someone they're like hey check this out and they play the piano and you the audio cuts it out and you can't hear what they're doing and you just see them and you're like can you just <laughs> can you voice them on that, that send, send it to us and we'll listen to it yeah so wow. it's like there's there, a little bit of hurdle yeah there's like a little bit of like technology hurdles but yeah. but other than that um the song luckily the songs and the and the rights and the people have all been fantastic yeah. we've been lucky in that sense but the energy when you're in the room that's like the that's the high of co-writing is right. when you really find that idea and you're really rolling you can feel it and you lose that over the computer that's the that's fortunate thing awesome all right well shifting gears um you obviously have toured in the past do you have like a favorite place that you've gone Puerto Rico. Yeah, we've had a few, but Puerto Rico <laughs> yeah. stand out right away. Puerto oh, Rico. okay. Where did you play in Puerto Rico? Uh, we played, we went twice. Yeah, uh, three times. Yeah, three, three times. times. But, uh, the first one was in a festival in Ponce. Okay. So it's kind of uh, 40 minutes, like an hour and a bit away from San Juan, kind of okay. south. Yeah. Um, the coolest show was um, at the Coliseo, which is like their Bridgestone, mm-hmm. which is their arena. Um, and that one's in San Juan. That was definitely the the coolest. Yeah, that was oh, that's our only arena show we've ever played. Yeah. And okay, yeah, wow. that's pretty cool. It was cool. part of like a radio event. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we had we had a song go down to radio in Puerto Rico in 2012, 2013, or 2013, <laughs> and it became the the number one song. Like it went number one in that summer, and that's when we first went down there. Oh, that's so cool. And we had no idea what to expect, and we headlined the festival that summer. And then came back in the fall and played the arena. And that was like uh, the next fall. Like yeah. The fall next 2014. 2014. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But that was like, a, I mean, when we, when we finished playing that festival and we came back to Canada, we did a whole camp tour mm-hmm. through the upper coast. And it's like, we had 15,000 people singing every word of our song. And then we were playing for people who have never heard us before. <laughs> yeah. And, and at the same time, we're also on Sirius XM. So then, People were hearing us right. as we were coming down. It was a wild. That's kind of um, cool. Yeah. But, a, but another place that we love to play, like we played New York City and that was incredible. That's that, right. Like every time, every time you're in that city, it's like, yeah, anytime. yeah, yeah. That, it's New York. It's, it, you can't it's beat it. the best, honestly. I can't like, yeah. I, mean, uh, I might be biased, but it's the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 100%. And, uh, and then anytime like we play our hometown, that's always like a special show. Right. Yeah. Everybody yeah, comes out like they also. they always go nuts, which is great. Do you prefer playing kind of like a festival vibe or more of like a smaller venue vibe? Hmm. They're both like they're different animals. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when you have like your set, right? The, 
the elongated version that like you're really taking a crowd through your journey the small of the small like ones. those ones are like very intimate mm-hmm. but the energy of a festival show even though you only get maybe even though yeah five minutes yeah you're and it flies by in the blink like you you feel like you just started and you're already walking off that energy though is such a high that you know the right that that's hard to replicate what goes yeah. into like planning your set like how do you pick what songs you perform we honestly just <laughs> go to the iPod again and just look at all of our songs. Well, yeah, we okay. make we usually make like a playlist and yeah. like, just go through and be like, okay, that would be a good opener. And okay. it's also like nerdy shit, but it's yeah. like it's also based on a lot of what uh, songs are in the same key yeah. for tuning and guitar changes. That's yeah. also, that's one of the biggest, biggest reasons. Yeah, yeah, it's like okay, we can start with these three songs because I'm not changing guitars. We can go into them quickly. We can have shorter transitions. He doesn't need to speak as much then okay guitar change and and kind of a different setup this is where he's going to talk and then we're we're going to have this other thing and and then just obviously the energy of the songs yeah uh, we always try to do the first three songs if it's a longer set the first three songs are kind of like we come out punch high up tempo and then, and then fourth song then we slow it down for, for okay. give you a breather one or two and then we pick it back <laughs> and then and then our song that like anytime anyone says like okay give me one beyond the sun song and it has kind of grown since since we've been there but i always go back to this one if there's one song you're going to listen to it's kind of going to let you know who beyond the sun is that's the song little kingdom mm-hmm. and so we we always nine times out of ten end up with little okay. kingdom because okay. that's kind of our like home base that makes sense yeah. i feel like that you know is normal um so if you had like a dream location to play where would you play next uh red rocks like that's Colorado. what everyone always says they always say red rocks <laughs> that looks like the in the world yeah uh mine like dream venue this yeah. is obviously you have to be like size <laughs> is the the baseball stadium in toronto which is the roger center in okay. Skydome. and uh i'd say that one or there's another one called um budweiser stage which yeah. is like the amphitheater in toronto okay yeah but that's Bud the stage coolest summer venue in, in, toronto. in toronto yeah yeah really um and yeah, I would say I would say Wrigleyville. Uh, oh. Wrigley. I'm a diehard Chicago Cubs fan, and so if I could walk the hollow ground, so pretty much Steve. Yeah. yeah. Where did your? I was a completely off topic, but where did the love of Chicago sports come from? <laughs> so same kind of thing. I was I was kind of a nomad sports fan growing up. Like okay. I didn't really have a team. I had a favorite player, and wherever he went, I went. Okay. So I had a collection most random sports teams in the world as I followed Steve Thomas's career. And then okay. when he retired, I was like, all right, enough's enough. I got to find one guy and then I'm going to pick that team. So we were watching the Canada world juniors. I picked Jonathan Taze. Jonathan Taze got drafted by the Chicago Blackhawks. Thank God he became an incredible player. <laughs> but I was like, Hey, Chicago Blackhawks. Then we visited Chicago. I fell in love with city. It's my favorite city in the world. Wow. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to like, I'm, I'm becoming a Chicagoan, like so much so I, I, when we were on tour, I waited to buy my next cell phone in Chicago so I could have a three, one, two number. Like <laughs> that I, is it, dedication. it is <laughs> very, very dedicated. Has the Chicago number. So yeah. He's the place um, residence. And then, so that led to my love of the Cubs that okay. led to my love of the bears. Um, okay. but basketball, I love Raptors. Uh, I have one hometown team that okay. is random. <laughs> and then, uh, that led into our love of college football when we moved to the States. And then that's a whole other yeah, nightmare of <laughs> fandom. So you moved to the, you moved to the States. 
Yeah, we moved to Nashville in 2016. I also went to college in, in the States. I went to uh, Berkeley and Boston. So that was kind of when we became um, American-based, if you want to say. We were really okay. East Coast-based the three years that I was at Berkeley. And then we spent 2014 touring in 2015. Mm-hmm. We basically spent here and we're like, all right, you know, basically, where what are we doing with our... You know, your what's our next thing? Made some friends once to Nashville. Yeah, it was Nashville or LA, and Nashville had such a lower cost of living that it was far more doable. Yeah, absolutely. And so we moved down to Nashville in 2016. We lived there for two years till our landlord sold the house and we, we moved home. And then, uh, and then literally, yeah, we moved back March 2020, right before everything wow. went. We were there for a week and a half for two weeks, and then we're back here, and it's almost been two years. Packed the house up in a day. <laughs> put everything in our manager's house. The poor guy's been holding it for two years and came home and like, yeah, just, we were like, it'll be like May by the time we're back. It's not going to be that long. And then here we are. Knock on wood. I think we're going back in January though. There you go. That's where you're back to Nashville. So you don't want to move anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a spot. Nashville's like a home base. Yeah. Yeah. We, we definitely are going to like venture out into LA Mm -hmm. But I don't know about living out there. I think the home base will be Nashville. It'll okay. just be more trips to LA. Will be the, the that next makes phase. sense. Um, it's funny you went to Berkeley. I went to Boston University. So right up the street. Oh, no. Yeah. Right up. There you go, right? There yes, literally go. right up Commonwealth. Literally right up the street. Did You guys didn't go to Berkeley either? Uh, I, no, actually, actually, lived with me. I lived with him after okay. I finished high school. I lived with him for a few months in Boston. And he did Berkeley online. Okay. I went to actually one in-person class. Yeah. One of his uh, professors invited me. So I went to one class in my career. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just most. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Did you like Boston? I loved Boston. I miss it every day. Like, yeah. did you hate it? Oh, no. It's because you're from New York. Yeah, it is. Because I'm yeah. from New York. I have to hate Boston. It's like my job. That, that is true. That is true. See, so. This guy and my dad are diehard Boston Bruins fans. Oh, I am too, actually. Oh, wow. There, there you go. go. Okay, there we go. So <laughs> so they, like, they loved Boston even before me. Okay. And then I, when I moved there, like, I, I fell in love with the city. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was like a way easier. It was like a big, small city. Yeah, it was, it was like Toronto, but but smaller and like, yeah, just better in every way, like, in, in, at that time. I will say Boston's just, got, like, a great music scene. Like, great. Yeah, the, the energy in the city, like, and the fact that there's so many colleges, mm-hmm. like, the party side of, like, it was just, it was, it was all, good. like, the most fun three years of, of my life. And I had family in Somerville, so, like, it felt okay. like home. That's not bad. Um, That's so funny. That's yeah, horrible. it was, like, it was phenomenal. Funny. Um, okay, so finally, you had a new song come out called 8 p.m. and you're alone in your house, right? That's what it's called? Okay. Yeah, so it's a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> it's a little bit of a mouthful. What's it about? So 8 p.m. was this. That was born out of like a Zoom. Right yeah, yeah. Was okay. Right, we did, right, uh, our friend Kyle, Kyle Reynolds. Yeah, he's a L.A. writer and, and he's phenomenal. And and we, being like a Fall Out Boy fan, we, we were like, those long follow boy mm-hmm. title titles we should yes. titles titles <laughs> titles that was that was a note that, that, that little yeah. ode to that Boston Southie <laughs> mumble a little bit, uh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. but uh, so so we, we had, had this like, idea this chorus idea and then it just went into like this instrumental verse and we had maybe it was like thirty seconds long mm-hmm. and we sent it to Kyle like while we're on Zoom 
and we said we have this would you like to kind of build off that and before like we even kind of got into it he was already writing like he actually had his mic set up so he tracked a verse melody and sent it back to us and we played it we're like yeah this is phenomenal this is what we're gonna do we're gonna do this song and it, it was done within like two and a half hours yeah that was one of the fastest ones and it was just this idea of like we're so like stimulated during the day mm-hmm. but like right around eight o'clock like you're bored and you're on your phone and you're just like screwing around and you don't really care like who you're talking to because like it's not going to really matter the next day and it was like that kind of weird twilight zone mm-hmm. witching hour of like it's not really real life because it's like it's just through your phone but it is real life because like there are consequences if you're like you know right falling in love with people uh it was yeah it was just kind of like this ghosting kind of vibe um and we sent it to him and and he like took the ball and ran with it right away and that when we finished that right that was one of the ones that we knew immediately was going to be a single Mm -hmm. that was coming out and it felt like the perfect time in the spur of like this up-tempo uh and was sort of like yeah the super alt kind of guitar song um it just felt perfect uh, the timing and the the whole package i guess you would say makes sense do you think you'll continue to um name your songs that long like follow boy hmm. uh that, that we don't have any right now that is <laughs> always, we used to always fight against three name titles we had okay. so many titles where it was three words and then i mean we really broke it with apm when you're alone in your house and we just call it apm right like we 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 chopped that right down for our own shorthand <laughs> But the I say right now there's actually a few like that are coming out that are just are one, one words, words. yeah, one yeah. Word. Okay. like over yeah very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. sweet over yeah there's a few just like the next long one I guess is give me one more try yeah that would be the next like longest long. title which isn't even as long as no that one, but yeah <laughs> <It'll be laughs> yeah. Makes yeah. sense um okay well that's all my questions the last one actually is what is your like social media handles and what social media are you actually on um. So our main one is just, I guess, Instagram, and that's just at Beyond the Sun. Uh, Twitter, at Beyond the Sun. Facebook, uh, I think it's like Beyond the Sun Band, like if you're doing the URL, but just search Beyond the Sun, you'll see us. Um, I mean, we're on TikTok, we don't use it. Why not? We're slowly slowly getting into it. That's just a whole nother um, workload, if you want to say that. We took on for, it got so exhausting, we're, we're kind of taking a break. Yeah. And I just started like there I don't understand any of this. So like I, I'm relying yeah, I'm relying on a lot of younger people to figure this out. So TikTok we is so much it. fun. Yeah. I, I always look at it. So I just kind of yeah. yeah, we look we look at it. I'll I'll find myself wasting my time going through it's like, like hours yeah. just at night. Oh yeah. <laughs> at eight PM when you're alone in your house. Yeah, Boom, that's pretty much around. what I'm doing at eight PM. I'm just on TikTok for like three hours and I'm like, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I would say we use Instagram the most. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely Instagram the most. Yeah. Awesome. That's just be on the sun. That'd be on the sun. Great. Awesome. Appreciate it. It was nice meeting you. It was nice, nice meeting you. you too. Talk to you soon. Yep. Bye. See ya. Huge thank you again to Beyond the Sun. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and follow me. All links are in the bio below. And I'll be back again next week with the Herd Underground podcast. Thanks, everybody. Bye.